Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Please subscribe, leave a review, comment, share, and consider supporting the podcast on Patreon, even at the producer and sponsorship levels. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Masha Malka about the unlimited potential of the human mind. Masha Malka, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Thank you, John. Great to be here. It is great to be with you today. You're joining us from Spain. I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah. So there's a bit of a time difference, morning for me, evening for you. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a a really important and fun topic, the unlimited potential of the human mind. Now, now, clearly that has a lot of potential for individual conversation, you know, uh, Uh, conversation about the individual and how we can tap into that potential. But it also is really important to consider as we are leaders within organizations, as we lead teams, because we're trying to help everyone on our team unlock their full potential and work effectively together, recognizing that different people have different complementary skill sets and competencies. Uh, And so this is going to be just a really fun conversation as we explore all of this together. As we get started, I wanted to share Masha's bio with everybody. Masha Malka has a master's degree in higher education, a diploma in clinical hypnotherapy, training certificates in accelerated learning techniques, NLP, and transformational thinking, the science of well-being, law of attraction, advanced practitioner, and a graduate certificate in teaching and learning online. She is the founder of the One Minute Coach System, member of the Forbes Coaching Council, entrepreneur, best-selling author, two books, contributing author to the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, Power Moms, international speaker, and mother of three. You really do it all, Masha. She is a frequent guest on podcast, radio shows, and television. She has been coaching clients internationally for 18 years using her original programs, Year at Glance, Executive Program, Emotional Hacks to Clarity, and Getting What You Want in Life excel in learning and manifest with Masha. Masha currently lives between Miami, Florida and Marbella, Spain, and travels frequently to London, UK, where two of her children currently study. She speaks English, Russian, and Spanish, and competes professionally in ballroom Latin dance. What a tremendous and diverse background you have. I don't think I've ever interviewed anyone who professionally dances, uh, ballroom and Latin dance. That's fantastic. I know that's not what we're going to be talking about today, but that's really cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, the, the dancing is my passion. That's how I balance actually my, yeah. my life as, as a professional and as a mother and all this. So yes, that, thank that's, you. That's, uh, that's great. And just to, to put a fine point on that, 
yeah. how important is it for us if we're going to unlock, we're going to be talking about unlocking the potential of the human mind. How important is it if we're going to unlock our potential to follow our passions? And sometimes that means the work we do can unlock our passions, but often, if not more often, you know, we're going to have different pieces of our lives and they can be complementary. And sometimes it'll be a hobby. Sometimes it'll be, you know, a side gig, a side hustle. Uh, but there's so many different ways to tap into that passion. And I, I just love that, uh, that you have this kind of a background uh, in that you're, you're chasing after uh, your passion and, and really keeping that alive. That's really cool. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, and I'm not sure if it was a statement or a question there. Uh, that was more of a statement, uh, but yeah, so so now after that introduction, is there anything else you would like to share with listeners by way of your background, your personal context uh, that you think would uh, provide some sort of context around the conversation for today? I think the only thing that I would kind of um, expand on what you said, uh, the, the chapter that I contributed to Chicken Soup for the Soul Power Moms is actually called you can have it all. Um, and, and that sums up uh, the, what you described uh, about my background. Uh, and uh, I have this kind of character that I want to have it all and I want to do it all. And, uh, and I think a lot of the listeners would relate to that. Otherwise, they wouldn't be listening to your particular show. And, and when if people wonder, and especially women, because, and I say especially women, because it seems it, maybe not so much nowadays but culturally the household often falls on, on women's shoulders plus we're expected uh, to succeed and to be super women uh, expected and also desire I think a lot of us do I, I definitely did and what made a big difference for me is when I once read or heard an interview by um, uh, the, the mother of all the Kennedys, I think Mary is her name, Mary Kennedy. Uh, very, by, by those times especially, um, well-rounded, very successful women, woman uh, in so many ways. And she had lots of children. And her children are turned out to be you know, amazing leaders and uh, people that are changing the world. Um, and she said something that so resonated with me. She said, yes, you can have it all but you don't, have it, you don't have to have it all at the same time. And it made such a difference because I said, okay, the next 10, 20 years, my main responsibility is a mother because whatever I put into my children now will then you know, benefit uh, them and me for the rest of my life. So I need to give the main focus here. Then you know, I can dedicate myself to my career and then I can dedicate myself to, to my dancing or to, and so on. So I think taking that stress out and saying, I have to do everything now and say, okay, the life, although short, is not that short you know, if, you, uh, if you plan it right, I suppose. So, so, yeah. that, so that in that sense, and also uh, another thing that helped me in this way is creating the right support system. So, for example, um, I'm not much of a homemaker. <laughs> I don't like cleaning. Um, I'm okay with cooking, but like just generally keeping house uh, is not my passion. Let's put it this way. Um, and I found out to my big surprise that there are women that are passionate about cleaning. <laughs> I thought, really, that exists? But actually it does. So I figured um, it's better that 
initially when I started hiring a cleaner, it was not easy for me because you're inviting a stranger in your home and you're thinking, yeah, but I should be the one cleaning. But really, there's someone that loves doing it, does it better than you. Freeze your time to do what you're passionate about. So initially, I was basically just working to pay for the cleaner. <laughs> and then because I was doing what I'm passionate about, talking about that, um, of course, I started to make more and more money, getting more clients. And because I freed my mind from doing what I don't want to be doing. Um, meanwhile, helping somebody, giving a job to someone who does want to do it, you know, it's really a much better way to use our time that is, it is limited at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you raised some really important points. Now, we all have different stages. We're all at different stages of our life. You know, things ebb and flow in terms of our priorities and our attention and where our focus needs to be. And I'm a big advocate for people chasing down their dreams. Uh, and I do believe that there are times that we, you know, with the, like you said, the right support system, we can strive uh, to, to have complementary aspects of our lives that fit together neatly. Um, and, and we find, you know, productivity and we find fulfillment and all that. I, I believe that's possible in many cases, but often, like you said, uh, there are just different life stages. And so there's like, I think about me, I, I'm not a woman, as you were describing the, the, your experience as a woman, but as a man, and as one who married young, I have six children. Um, you know, I, I had like my early career, uh, higher ed stage, right, where I'm going through getting all my schooling. Uh, I have early career stage, once I finish my PhD, and I'm going off, and I'm being a professor, I have my early career stage. Um, now I'm in kind of my my mature career stage and which is freeing up opportunity to do spend more time on passion projects and those sorts of things all of this is happening while i'm raising six kids with my wife uh and and she's a, you know a tremendous mother uh she also has her doctorate she also teaches and is a professor you know so we're balancing all of these things and sometimes the balancing act you know is a tightrope and we're, and we're not balancing it as well as we could other times i feel like we're doing a pretty good job the the bottom line is we do the best we can but we, we support each other to, to achieve our goals and to fulfill our dreams and, and find meaning and purpose in what we do. Your comment about cleaning, you know, for example, for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's that I enjoy cleaning, um, maybe more it's, it's me being compulsive, but I, I just kind of compulsively clean. So, so a lot of what ends up happening around the house in terms of cleaning, I end up usually doing uh, the, the fair share of that. And that's nothing against my wife or anything like that. That's just kind of my personality, right? On the other hand, things like yard work. I hate yard work. I hate working in the yard. Now, there have been times where I'm the one who is always out mowing the lawn. I'm pulling weeds. I'm trimming the bushes. I'm doing all those things. Um, just because, you know, that's the stage of life we were in now, you know, I can afford to pay someone to come do that for me. And then I don't have to spend time, uh, that I could be productive doing something else that I actually enjoy. And I can have someone else do it, like you said. So, so I totally get what you're saying. And I, and I love the idea that we can, uh, in part find our balance in these disparate pieces of our lives by not trying to be all things to all people all the time, but we can, we can pick and choose what's most important to us at the moment, in, you know, with our current life stage. Uh, and then sometimes outsource other, 
pieces that need to get done, but maybe we don't want to do. And, and I think that's a perfectly acceptable way. Uh, I get the mom guilt, as you were saying, you know, like, should I be the one cleaning? I feel bad or, or whatever uh, the, the, the thing is. I get that. That's real. I, I know my wife has felt that. Um, but we can also learn to get by it and past it. And I know my wife largely has, and that's been good for her. So again, the bottom line is every, like everything you just said, um, we, we can have it all quote unquote, maybe not all at once, but, uh, collectively as we go throughout our lives. And I think that's a beautiful sentiment. So let's talk a little bit more now about, in addition to, you know, complementary pieces of our lives, as we've been discussing, how do we unlock the potential within ourselves, within our minds, um, but then also as leaders within organizations, how can we support our people to do the same so that we can have really dynamic, productive, innovative teams who are collectively just driving, you know, on all cylinders and, and really fulfilling their potential? I, I, I don't know if you mentioned that uh, I've been teaching in the university I teach leadership and mindfulness course. And I always uh, start by saying that uh, every leader has to be a good leader for himself or herself first. And of course, you know, leading by example is the best way to lead. So if we, uh, you know, if, if we are not able to have a balanced life, we cannot tell others you should have a balanced life. So if we're not good at uh, setting goals or following through or you know, doing with being organized, uh, keeping our time and so on, we cannot lead others. Um, so the first thing of course is to um, become a leader within yourself. So the, the, same, the same technique actually applies for yourself as they do for, for the company. So if you, per, you personally, uh, determine what is your purpose in life, what are your core values, what is your long-term vision, um, <clears throat> how do you set goals around that vision, how do you create an action plan, um, how do you manage your time, then of course the same thing goes for the company, the same thing goes for the team, within the team, and then but of course there is the dynamic of, as you mentioned, different personalities trying to move towards the same goal, so that's, that's where it becomes a little bit more difficult and the alignment of all the people within that team or that company is extremely important that everybody is on the same page not only aligned moving towards the same vision but also aligned between what is their personal purpose vision and values and the company's purpose vision and values because if it's not uh, compatible it creates uh, tension it creates problems uh, with an individual because they're doing something they don't really want to do. And of course that passes with the kind of work they're doing and uh, affects the whole uh, morale uh, within the company. So for the leader to uh, understand that, I, I want to give an, an example because I think when you have a visual, like it's easier to understand. So <laughs> uh, imagine four, four people get together and they decide they want to invest in this property they want to buy this villa uh, and then they want to rent it out and the four of them want to buy it together and so but they cannot all go and see it at the same time so they go all separately and then they get together and say what do you think and then uh so one person says i really like it the side it's like it's nice and big uh the only thing is i didn't see any windows there's just a door there 
And then the other guy says, uh, no, what are you talking about? There's two windows. There's no doors, but there's two windows. And the third one, like, which house did you go and see? You know, there is actually this beautiful uh, patio um, with the door. No, window. well, it's like a window, but uh, not the two windows. And the, and the fourth one says, well, actually, all, all I saw was a wall. So I didn't really like it because there's no doors, no windows. So as you can imagine, they basically looked at it from different sides. They all correct in their own way, but they only see it from one side. And this is the story that happens all the time. So uh, people are right in their own way, but also they don't see the full picture. So to avoid uh, conflicts within a group, it's very important to, to understand that rather than going head to head with somebody and trying to prove your point, that there is your truth, their truth, and actually the reality of things. And um, you want to keep that in mind, sometimes maybe bring a person from the outside if there, is a, if there are issues. But as a leader, it's important to actually uh, have that understanding uh, and uh, listen to all the sides and then understand that this uh, what would create a better picture and a full picture and work together so that people feel that you yeah. value for this. Yeah, so you, you highlight that we all see the world through our own set of lenses, right? We all have different perceptions of, of the information we're taking in our, and what our senses are telling us. And it's all based on our background, our past, our upbringing, our cultural um, uh, upbringing and, and those sorts of things. And, and that's part of the value of having diverse teams, right? Is that you get to see things from different angles, but you also need to recognize, you know, that good, honest, intelligent people, well-intentioned people can look at the same set of information, the same data and come to vastly different conclusions. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't mean they're bad, evil, whatever. Um, and so part of good leadership is just recognizing that, remembering that, creating a safe space where everyone can share without feeling judged or attacked or, or whatever, that they can really bring their true authentic self to the team, to the workplace, share their, their point of view in an in a, in authentic way. When as a leader, we can do that, that I think is part of what we're able to do in terms of unlocking the potential of others. Uh, and if we can help others who may have seen it through a, a limited lens, if we can help them to recognize as we're talking as a group, that if they can also recognize that, oh yeah, my perspective is valid, but it's only one perspective and it's an incomplete perspective. It's not holistic. Maybe now I can revise my understanding because I'm hearing these different perspectives and I can uh, have a fuller uh, picture of the, the reality that is in front of me. Um, that is a major component to unlocking potential. We often get so limited. Sometimes it's by our own limiting thoughts. Sometimes it's by the, the limitations imposed on us by other people um, in the organization and our team or just in society. Um, but a lot of times the, 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 the limitations come simply because as human beings, we're all flawed, we're all imperfect and we all have biases, right? And we all have, our, our lens that limits our perspective. If we can learn to open the aperture of our mind and our understanding, then all of a sudden that helps us to unlock and have clearer vision and understanding. It helps us unlock our potential. Um, and I, 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 as I was thinking about this in preparation for this episode, there's this this Bradley Cooper movie that came out, um, I don't know, a decade ago or so called Limitless. I don't know if you're familiar with this movie, um, mm -hmm. but essentially 
he he takes a like a a, a pill. There's like this new high end pill that that is is being researched and he, somehow he gets access to it. So he oh, takes this pill and then it unlocks all of a sudden, instead of using a small percentage of his brain, it's he's using like all of his brain. He's able to like run on all cylinders. You know, we're not, we don't have a magic pill. So we're not talking about Bradley Cooper, you know, ultimately using hundred percent of his brain, but we are talking about taking off the blinders, taking off the blinders from our understanding um, so that we can have a, a clearer, understanding of the world around us. And I think that alone, I mean, there's many other things we can talk about, but that alone is going to unlock so much potential in our teams. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. All HCI Academy courses, micro-credentials, and certificates are designed, developed, and delivered by award-winning and internationally renowned scholars, educators, thought leaders, executives, and practitioners. Our courses, micro-credentials, and certificates will help you make your mark on the future of work and make an immediate impact in your organizations. Check out the HCI Academy and our many course offerings and certificates to upskill and reskill for the future of work. Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us. Check out Human Capital Innovations magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine with the mission to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We publish issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Take a look at the latest issue and let us know what you think. Yes, and, and I think the theory of that uh, makes sense to people, but then how do you do that is a whole different story. So I think if we start with actually understanding that over 95% of everything that we do, we think, the way we react, what we feel, uh, what we expect, and what we eventually receive, 95% of it is programming, is our subconscious, is our mindset. So this is important to understand. And this creates... And I did say our expectations of how people will react and what's going to happen and whatever we expect, we actually then experience proving to ourselves, oh, well, I was right. But the reason you are right is because you do live in this world. And that's fine. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just, it's just understanding that you live in your world. Uh, I live in my world. He lives in his world. And we all live in our this perception of how things should be. Uh, Again, based on our values, uh, values are not right or wrong. They're just like your values. This is who you are. And then the hierarchy of those values, like we can have the same top values, but then the hierarchy of those values will determine what we, how we make our decisions. So if 
somebody is in your office that you really can, do not get along with or dislike or, or something, you don't get them. It's because they live in a different kind of world. They, their values are not necessarily compatible with yours. Doesn't mean they're good or bad or you're right or wrong. It's just, it's just different. And unfortunately, unfortunately, what makes a very good team is these different personalities. Because if we picked everybody who is exactly like us, we're not gonna move very far because like, you know, you may as well be <laughs> yourself. You, you want to put people in the team that, um, uh, you know, that, that, that recreate this synergy, that's this whole, you know, that, that complement, that's the word I was looking for, complement each other. So somebody who is a great visionary might not be very good with minute details or little numbers. And somebody who's very good with those, with that, <laughs> maybe doesn't have the ability to see the big picture. And yes, in some ways they are gonna clash because they don't see the world the same way. Um, so tolerance, acceptance, uh, understanding, yes, we're different, but we're all moving towards the same goal, the same vision, and we're here for the same reason. And if we're not, we shouldn't be actually <laughs> together, but ideally, you know, we, we're there for the same reason. Within the company, within personal relationship, you stop and say, what is the intention here? Are we on the same path? Do we want the same thing? Maybe we want to get there from different directions, but at the end, when you say, listen, we want the same thing, this is always a good place to come back to. Do we want the same thing? Yes. Okay, let's find a way to get there without um, you know, conflict and, and uh, in the easiest, most efficient way possible. Yeah, yeah, well said, Masha. Well, we've just scratched the surface. I mean, this is real. We've only taken a look at this topic from just a couple angles, and there's a lot of ways we can look at it. Um, I know at the time I'm going to have to let you go here in a few minutes, uh, so I think we'll we'll leave it there for today. But before we close, I wanted to give you a chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, uh, and then give us a final word on the topic for today about unlocking the unlimited potential within ourselves and within our teams. Please connect with me on LinkedIn and uh, I will reach out back to you on specifically how I can help you. We can have actually a, a quick conversation. I specialize in organizational change management uh, and helping leaders and their teams to go through change, which nowadays is very, <laughs> is very important. Uh, I also have a program designed specifically for women entrepreneurs and a separate one for men entrepreneurs. So uh, looking forward to hearing from you um, and we can connect on any social media, really. Yeah, well said, Masha. This has just been a really fun conversation. Again, we've only scratched the surface. I, I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected with Masha, find out more about what she can do for you, check out our programs. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. They can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great mm -hmm. week. Check out my new book, The Future Leader, Creating and Transforming Next-Gen Organizations. Stemming from two decades of professional experience and over 600 in-depth interviews with executives, thought leaders, and scholars from across the globe, The Future Leader will help you explore the ordinary, everyday actions that will help you to prepare to lead in the future of work, to respond to an uncertain future, and to produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. 
Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, The Journey of Becoming a Truly Remarkable Leader. Early in my adult life, I learned about an Asian proverb that translates as bluer than indigo. If you think about the color indigo, it is a brilliant, deep, and vibrant blue, what some would call the bluest of blues. To have something that is bluer than indigo is rare and truly remarkable. Contrary to popular myth, there is no one-size-fits-all or cookie-cutter approach to effective leadership. There is no silver bullet, no secret sauce, no go-to model that will solve all of your problems. The truth is, great leaders have all had their unique strengths and flaws, and have all had to discover and then pave their own distinctive path in their life's journey to fulfill their leadership potential. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership will help you discover your own path and explore those ordinary, everyday actions that will help you respond to an uncertain future and produce extraordinary results for individuals, teams, and organizations. The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership. Ordinary, everyday actions that produce extraordinary results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.